174. At Jared.Denzel, his um, Instagram post. J-A-R-E-D dot D-E-N-Z-E-L. And here it Share, subscribe, and share. Please and thank you. So September is Suicide Prevention Month, and I've shared in the past how I had a friend that died from suicide and how I've also struggled with my own thoughts of suicide. I remember one night back when I was in New York City, uh, things had gotten really, really bad. Um, and I remember out of my mouth trying to convince myself that I didn't want to die. Because in my head, I felt like I had reached this breaking point. It was just a lot going on. And I kept saying over and over, I was like, but I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It's odd to think that you have to try to convince yourself to live, but that's just where I was at that time. And I know a lot of people get to that point. I'm doing better now, but I'd be lying if I said I don't still sometimes have those thoughts. Um, I think when you struggle with depression, your mind can go to really dark places. But I'm proud of me for still being here. And if you struggle with thoughts of suicide, I'm proud of you for still being here too. My perspective on life is this, that it doesn't stay bad forever. Um, but if you're no longer here, you'll never get to experience how good it can be. So even though it's tough, try to hold on. Still true. Oh, right, and basic complexity, you're up first, friend. All right, um, well, first off, I will say I definitely agree with them. And even though it's not something I lambast or always throw out there, in all honesty, and this being over 10 years ago, I actually was thinking about suicide. Um, and yeah, it was like on my mid-20s. And yeah, I, at that time, and this being the, during the recession, more or less, um, I couldn't seem to find a job. And I had bills piling up and whatnot. But yeah, I thought about it and I realized that what I was doing, I was either intentionally or unintentionally trying to find every excuse under the sun to not do it. And then you would think that I, during that summer, when I got diagnosed with MS or multiple sclerosis, that that would have been it for me. But nah, that was actually kind of happy on some level. Because I was like, all right, I don't have to totally struggle alone anymore. And more or less, I got moved in. My mom took me in, like, with me being her first child. Yeah. She took over, and I was fine with that. Yeah, and I'm sorry, that's what I have. Hmm. You know, a, a number of people out there have considered suicide, and um, I'm one of them multiple times. And um, e even a time in my mid-30s, 
And I, I remember one day I came home and um, my multiple sclerosis diagnosis bills had piled up so much. Like I, I was just, I, I don't know what to do about this situation. And I considered thoughts of suicide and um, TV really glamorizes suicide. Um, TV movies, because it's like, somebody's like, oh, I can't take it. Goodbye, cruel world. And they take a, a bottle of pills or whatever. And they're like, oh, I'm out of here. And that, that, that's all there is to it. But that's not always how it goes. And I, I remember F-O-T-F, I, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, Focus on the Family, right. Back in my prude days, I used to listen to this uh, podcast, my prude slash conservative days, I used to listen to this podcast called Focus on the Family. And um, this one guest that they had is a, a woman who was a paraplegic. How did she become a paraplegic? Not able to move any of her limbs at all? She became a paraplegic because she attempted suicide when she was younger. And she was like, I'm gonna get run over by a train. I'm over it. I'm gonna get run over by this train and I'm gonna put it all behind me and I'm gonna be good. And she said that she got on the train tracks as the train was coming and the train rolled the F over her and she lived. Not only did she live, but she, be, she went from being like a swimming star to being a paraplegic. And it's, it's it's like you think about in relation to your struggles, putting them behind you. It's like what if your attempt at suicide to make life easier for you just actually makes your life uh, many times harder because of that suicide. It's like that's not really um, it, and. Um, I'll finish it in my one minute. I, I've barely gotten through it. I'll finish in my one minute. All right, basic complexity. Oh, you, you went first. Did you want in one minute? Um, no. Yeah, everybody's body is different. So your body won't necessarily end with your taking a bottle of pills. You might be too strong for that. You might be too weak for that. Who knows? But also... You never know who needs you. We need you. We need you here. Don't 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 leave us like that, okay? And I remember this song by Karen Clark Sheard that I love from her finally Karen album um, called I Can't Take It. And um, one of the verses, she starts off with, I wish I had a second chance. And that song, the whole song is from the perspective of somebody who committed suicide. She's like, I wish I had another chance. You know, I, I would fervently seek your hand. You are loved. You are needed. Stay with us, please. Thank you very much. Don't, don't give up. 
And also I remember my men, my former mental health counselor who actually worked in forensics explaining that there would be times that they would come to uh, suicide scenes because again, she worked in forensics and you would see the person who committed suicide with their hands around, uh, try to uh, hang themselves with their hands around the neck, uh, around the rope, trying to uh, pull it out because they realized that they do have something to live for, but they didn't realize it until the end. And that's a struggle, you know? And so you do have a reason. You have a reason, not only is it because we need you, but you have a reason for living because you are important. You're worthy, you're valid. Yes, stay, stay with us. We can make it. We can do it. We can make it. Don't cut your lifeline short. Exactly. Don't. Because you never know what's ahead. You know? Yep. Thank you. Thank you. You can't live off of what's already happened or could even say the past. Because the past might not seem great but you don't want to completely cut off your future right because your future might be the brightest thing ever exactly. and you'll never know and our closing topic again share subscribe and share again it's coming from none other than PG County Zone, Basic Complexities, PG County sister, Melanie King, and her YouTube page. Three reasons why you need to get off online dating. Number one is the illusion of options. What online dating does is give you the idea that there are plenty of fish in the sea. What you'll find you'll do is invest very little in each person because you think you can do better. So it accidentally inflates your social status which minimizes your satisfaction with whoever you are talking to. Number two is ex So let's talk about number one. So I really love her. If you want to know who this is, this is that psychology teacher on TikTok. Um, she's always spitting facts. But, um, you know, you hear it all the time. Kevin Samuels talks about in particular for women that they need to get off um uh, dating apps, in particular, uh, Tinder. I think I just I did some research and I found out that uh, seven, over 70% of the users on Tinder are actually men. So men, you might not want to be there either because the majority of people who are on there are other men. And if you're looking for women, that's not the place to be. But what I like is what it says for a lot of women. And this is what we're seeing with a lot of modern dating is that because you're able to see all these people in one place or because you're able to get a lot of attention there, it creates this illusion that you have this sea of people that are um, qualified for relationship, that this sea of people who may show interest or all these different men out there showing any kind of interest, that these are men showing intentions towards you. When a lot of times they're just showing sexual attention, not intention. All right, so I will say 
my initial reaction to that video, our PG County sister, well, mainly your sister, I, I just lived there before. But um, my initial reaction to the video was, I need to get off online dating PDQ pretty darn quick. And I, I used to be one of those guys who felt that, yeah, through online dating and just seeing this plethora of men and opportunities, I was like, it's an infinite loop, uh, uh, not an infinite, an infinite amount of men. I can just go through and get the right one all the time. And uh, if, if there's anything wrong with them, I'll go back and jump back into the ocean and find the perfect man. That's what I've got to do. And um, as she mentioned later in the video, she's like, sometimes what people will do is they will get with a good man and because of just one thing going wrong, like he wore the wrong shoes, you're like, oh, I, I, I'll, I'll find somebody else who wears better shoes. And that spoke to me because I, I remember I specifically, the feminine dude who I dated, one time he wore like a pointy-toed shoes, the feminine dude that I dated in my mid-20s. He wore pointy-toed shoes and um, I was just so taken aback by that. I was like, oh, he is so feminine. What the, like who wears pointy toes? And that was a problem for me. And I was like, I'll just dive back in and find the right man. Anyway, now I, I again, I didn't break up with him. Technically he broke up with me, but that was one of my uh, issues with him. And um, yeah, as far as a personal connection, I will say that for gay dating, there is some nuance to it. And we, it's, it's still, the gay panic defense is still on the effing books in almost half of the states, including where I live. The gay panic defense is still something that can be used, which is if you, hit on somebody, even if it's just an innocent, hey, you know, I, I, I'm attracted to you. What's up with you? They have the right to do horrible things to you because they have the gay panic defense. They panicked. The gay and trans panic defense. And that that's a, a struggle. That, that That's not cool. And it's still on the books and they try to shoot it down federally, but it, for whatever reason, they are just keeping it on the books and it's still on the books in many states. Basic complexity, I I'll finish in the one minute. Uh, um, yes, in regards to the gay pending defense, Really, just my personal opinion, there's a very weak argument. If you are the big, buff, bold man you claim to be, then getting hit, hit on by someone who is smaller, um, maybe weaker, and a uh, homosexual, you shouldn't care. I mean, 
molest they not taking your booty. So it's not that big of a deal for people to get all up in arms over it. It's just not that serious. Um, now, yeah, in general, it's really not that serious. Because if someone is gay and you're not, um, you're not gay, you don't look like that, and peace out. That simple. And people make more out of it than it really should be. It's a lot of people act like it's the end of the world. No, it's not. If you're not gay, then you're not gay in the story. That simple. And what do you say about online dating in general? And actually, I'm glad you asked that. Um, as far as online dating, and really with me growing up, well, as a well, uh, older millennial, but like really for during that time when I was growing up, yeah, like hitting up someone in person not a smart move but online dating is really the safest way for all of us homosexuals in general if someone's not interested then they shouldn't even respond to you and it's not as big of a deal as people are acting like it is. And that's my opinion. Absolutely. And I'll take a, a one minute and say, I, I, I wish that pe people would be like that in real life. And right acknowledge that you can just simply say no you're not interested again i think we are making progress to that society um we're not there yet though so i feel that gay people or same gender loving people should use take a sort of hybrid approach like yeah you know meeting people in in real life is a good thing um but uh, well, no, but meeting people in real life is a good thing. And if y'all connect like that, perfect. But don't um, look down on the meeting somebody online thing as well. Like a large percentage of our generation of millennials and such actually began their relationships online. That's just sort of where things are right now. And um, if somebody sees you in person, and hits you up online, don't don't be offended by that. You know, that's just kind of where we are. Until the world is at a point where anybody can hit on anybody and nobody would be offended, people would just be like, 
no thank you or yes thank you until we reach that point don't be offended by somebody seeing you in person and hitting you up online you know because maybe they they didn't know but then they saw you online and they're like okay let me hit you up because oh he is family great (laughs) you know but i know sometimes people are offended by that and they're like why would you hit me up online? I mean, just talk to me. It, it, it's it's not always that easy. Did you want a minute basic complexity? Um, just that I pretty much agree with what you just said. Um, when people act like that, when you hit me up in person, I'd be like, uh, I'm not stupid. <laughs> That that'd be like taking a huge risk. And yeah, they ain't worth it. <laughs> I will and and maybe this can become our uh, closing discussion without timers. But um I only Attempted to uh, holler at three guys in person in in my life thus far. And um, all three times I was shot down. And well, not always just shot down like awful, but all three times I I was denied. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't mind just, I'll meet them online. Or he can holler at me in person. But I, even if I'm attracted to you and I'm like, you are fine, I doubt that I would be the first person to make that move. Because again, all three of the times, I, I think it's three. I'm pretty sure it's three. I remember one time was in college. One time was at a club. And I think there was a third time. I, I can't recall, but I, I always used to say it was three, so I think it's three. But um, yeah, nah. If, if you are attracted to me, I, I I won't be offended if you hit me up online, you know, mm-hmm. or just say it. You know, I am a homosexual man. I won't. I don't want to say I won't deny you. <laughs> I, I I'm open to everybody. Mm. You know what? Hmm. I'm not. I'm kind of not. But um, hit me up online. There it is. <laughs> you see me in person, you want to take your chances, hit me up online. There, there it is. Um, actually, no. I, I mean, you, you, you can talk. I, I'm not unapproachable. I'm not that guy. You know? Depending on... Anyway, uh, did did you have anything else to say, Basic Complexity? Um, was just gonna mention, well, probably unlike some people, I've only been approached or, but as they call it, um, once, and that was during a trip to New York City, and yeah, this. Dude, 
really frustrated was at night, but he approached me in person and he had the most respect from me for doing that. So in general, like me, I don't like anyone to draw attention to themselves or me for that matter. Um, but other than that, I don't really care about being booked in person as long as there's not another third party somewhere in the in earshot. Um, other than that, I'm cool with it. What do you mean out of the third party in earshot? Let's say, like, say, uh, typically friends, well, my friends know, so they wouldn't care. Well, actually, family does also. But, um, just apparently, uh, apparently who does also I said apparently family does also does what I, I'm so sorry oh no about me it ain't no secret huh uh, okay so so hmm but you're on hashtag verse TVs, so this can't be your thing, but the, or that can't be the struggle. But <laughs> you're not saying that you don't want a third party to know your tea. I'm not saying that at all. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, really, kind of be at least a little bit respectful with it if I'm around someone immediately like even if you hand me a piece of paper with your number that's fine um other than that I really wouldn't care so much just don't make a huge extravagant display because wow. for me, that's kind of a turn off. Why? Is, is it more of a turn off if you're in front of somebody? And why? See, see, see that's what we're getting down to now. <laughs> I have more stuff to say yeah, too, like, but, but I've got to understand what you're saying here. All right, um, more or less, like, let's say I'm out somewhere and you see me in public, I get very easily, well, I don't care about my sisters, me and but I don't care what they think. But as far as, let's say I could be with either one of my parents because it won't be both 
together. Never. But, um, yeah, just basically something real straight to the point. Even if, like I say earlier, even if you like wrote down your number on a piece of paper with your name, give it to me. Yes, I would call you. Oh, oh. Really? Into I, you know what? Really? I realized as you were, huh? Sorry, for whatever reason, we're breaking up for whatever reason. But uh, did you have something uh, else to say? Uh, I'm, I'm realizing as you were talking about your family, I'm like, wait a minute. Kevin is, he's totally out of the closet, but I get it because you do have some family members who are very conservative and and don't really, even though they know you are one of their gay um, family members, they, they, they're very, uh, religious i i think is a way to put it and they they yeah. they are very against it so i i i get it i i get what you're saying i, I get it because i was like why why who are you trying to hide from why are you trying to hide but i, I get it because everybody does know about you but some people in your family are are very against your lifestyle choices as people talk. And um, I, 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 I get that you wanting to be um, not as open with everybody about everything. Um, I remember one time I was, okay, that's what I put down. Back to the uh, hollering at people thing. One time, one time, or I think it was just one time. I don't know what it was, but that night I, I must have been on it at, at the club because it seemed like everywhere I turned, dudes would like do that thing that they do when they want your number and don't want to uh, walk up to you and, and tap you. So in the club, they'll just pull out their cell phone and be like, just, just for no reason. And I remember now it might've been related to uh, my friend who I was with, who was exceptional. I'll say exceptionally attractive and um, exceptionally uh, desirable because when I would go out with him like I, I, I never saw anybody get that kind of response all the time, but it's like people like that are in the world. When, when I would go out with him, everybody would always be like lining up to get his number, to get their number. 
to do everything with him. <laughs> like he had it like that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like people would literally be lining up. <laughs> and um, But all, all, all of that to say, you know, the club is another example of a place that you, you Huh. Because there's the club and then there's the bar, but it's like, I still think the hybrid thing is what, what is a good thing for us. A, a, a mix, like maybe you'll meet the love of your life online and you'll be set. Maybe you'll meet the love of your life in the bar. Maybe you'll meet the love of your life on the bus. Maybe you'll meet the love of your life at the library. Who knows? I don't think we should look down on the online possibility in our community because also this, not only is it an issue of, well, I am not afraid to holler at somebody, I, I, I'll fucking, Ooh, I, I didn't need to cuss. I'll be the BA if, if they try to be offended and try to pull some hetero uh, bull crap like they don't they don't like gay guys, so they want to fight me. I'll I, I'll be the BA, but um, what if it's not just that? But what if it's that you want a sweet and soft-spoken guy such as myself and <laughs> he doesn't although if he did chances are you you would say that well i'd holla at you yeah that that's a thing um um are, are, are we done are we done or is we done no i'm kidding um <laughs> we're at the closing unless you had something else to say um no okay so this has been week 174 of Hashtag Burst TV. I'm Aaron Mack, and you can find me, well, you can find Hashtag Burst TV all over social media at Hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V, and we can respond to you there. Now, if you want to email me, Directly, you can email me directly at Aaron Mack. That's my name. Don't wear it out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, please. I actually, Aaron Mack at burstv.com. A A R O N M C K at B E R S T E A V.com. Basic complexity. Yes, I can also be found on VerseTV.com. If you wanted to contact me, um, it would be the same name, which you might see, you might not. I don't know. It's basic complexity that's towards mesh into one. So B A S I C. C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-T-Y at VerseTV.com. All right. 
and this has been week 174. We'll see you all next week on Hashtag Verse TV, um, live streaming starting at 9.35 p.m. All right, and that's part of the reason that I uh, rushed this week for us to start because I was like, oh, we got to start. And you were like, I want to ask you, but uh, Facebook doesn't play. When you set a time to start, Facebook, if you don't start on time, Facebook will cancel it all. So we had to get going. Anyway, actually, I think we had 10 minutes, but um, whatever. We started on time. And it's important to be there for all of our Hashtag Verse TV family. We love you all. Talk to y'all later. Peace. VerseTV.com. That's the logo right above my hand. I'm holding it. Mm -hmm. Like divas hold their face. I, I love this pose when divas do this on, on their albums and they take a photo like this. Oh, I love that pose. Anyway, but talk to y'all later. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. 174.